Okay, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna try and do an intro without even drawing attention to the backgrounds. So, I might as well leave that all in actually. Hi, welcome to Game Luster. If it's your first time on the channel, uh, we like messing around with virtual backgrounds and talking about video games sometimes. Um, this month, we've all been talking about one game in particular, not always for good reasons, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the latest game from CD Projekt Red. Don't think it needs much of an introduction. It's been out for a little over a month. Um, received interestingly, a lot of mixed opinions on it. Um, we're, I suppose we're now coming towards the end of the launch period so hence we're going to do a podcast where we talk about it in depth sort of now it's had time to settle how do we feel about it um and yeah so with me today i have got axel okay. got luke hello and nirav and panem apparently yes um she's always with me so <laughs> well she is best girl to be honest um yeah. that, that should be a debate later on actually who who is the best romance um yeah actually i like your johnny Silverhand glasses there thank you they kind of get me in the zone yeah cosplay i like the dedication <laughs> so, uh, this is what happens when you when you don't have a haircut for about a year <laughs> my problem is i had too many hairs cut no yeah <laughs> mine's just a mess as well i haven't had it cut in a while so i had my first haircut of 2020 in december and it was it felt euphoric to leave the hairdressers just it felt amazing so look forward to that that will get you through the day your your first post lockdown haircut um okay to change the subject completely and get back to cyberpunk um i think my first question is what everyone who hasn't played the game has been asking me and i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this what i get asked all the time was was the controversy overblown um and i think i want to ask axel that first because you have been following the law i think longer than than any of us have so yeah do you think it was overblown mm, i don't think it was quite overblown as such uh it it might have been vaguely exaggerated but not by a tremendous fraction uh from a just from a release perspective cd project red dropped the ball they didn't just drop actually they didn't just drop the ball they kicked the ball off into a tangle of barbed wire and thorns and then set it all on fire yeah i mean we are recording this a day after they literally did an apology uh, I also want to throw out, I don't know if anyone saw it yet, because Jason Schreier posted it at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time, but uh, his giant expose on what happened to Cyberpunk 2077 is out, and uh, I, I don't want to interrupt, I, I, I read a little bit of it, some of the deets. Um, it's not nothing too surprising, really. No, the mo I, think maybe my I think the only surprising thing I found was that um, the demo that everybody played back in 2018 at E3 was fake. It was not the game. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it was not even running in the same game engine. Jeez. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was basically a focused one-hour demo that they, they spent set, like six months creating just that demo and not even working on the real game. That explains a lot. I mean, I did see, um, apparently the game was only in development from 2016 onwards. 
Yeah, up till 2016, it was a third-person game, and then they had to scrap the entire game and restart development in 2016. Oh my god. So, I guess in that regard, I would probably agree with Axel, like, it's a good game, but oh my god, did did they drop the ball? They, they dropped the ball so much. It's just, it's the, I feel like the reason why I enjoyed it perhaps more than most people was because I did not follow the the pre-release at all. I mean, I, I would cover trailers. Oh, oh my god, we have a visitor. We have another guest. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Ellie. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I guess I just didn't follow many of the trailers. Um, so my expectations were non-existent. And I was like, hey, this is an average good game. Um, but they didn't promise an average good game. At not at all. No, yeah. they promised the yeah, best they... thing to ever <clears throat> grace anything. Your PlayStation will thank us. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the the hype that they built up was way too much. I mean, even if it had it had been the game they had promised us, I don't think it could have lived up to the hype. No, I mean... Not at all. I mean, especially like in the lead up, um, I know it was, it was like controversy from day one, before before day one, because this is when reviewers got it. I know there was um, the concerns about people with epilepsy playing. Um, and I know, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Nirav, you talk about that. Luke, you were also talking about that. So what was your like take on that when you first heard about that? I mean, frustrating more than anything. I mean, I'm not photosensitive. My epilepsy, I can flashing lights and stuff doesn't affect me too hard. But when I read that, it, it was like very similar to devices that are supposed to induce seizures. Even then, I thought I should be careful if I'm still going to play this. I was already at a point where I realised, like to me, when the delay happened in November, you know, like we just need three more weeks. I was like, oh yeah, this game's going to be a mess. There's no way they can fix whatever the problems are with it in three weeks, and they're just trying to get a bit more time. And it makes me wonder, like, wasn't the release date was originally like May of last year, wasn't it? April, I think, yeah. Somewhere around there. And I just think, man, what would the game have looked like if they released it back then? Worse. On their original day. Imagine like, how bad that. would it have been? But, oh, um, un- unimaginable. Yeah. But like, I saw that stuff and I did hesitate. I did think about cancelling my pre-order. But I just thought at this point, like, everyone's going to be talking about this it's... game. Like, I, I, my, my impression going into it is I thought... This is probably going to be a capable FPS RPG, but I never expected it to be on the level everybody else did. And I think maybe that stems from the fact that I didn't play all the way through The Witcher 3. Like, I played a good chunk of it. I enjoyed what I played on, and then I thought, I'm going to take a break for a bit, and then just never went back to it for some reason. God, I hope Kate doesn't see this. (laughs) She's going to see it. We're we're posting the link for it later. Yeah. Well, Kate knows um, I love Kate knows I love Persona Four, so maybe that will yeah, that'll it'll me, it'll balance out. Give me some good points of her. She, I'm probably the only person on our website that loves it as much as she does. <laughs> so, um, quickly though, I, I about the the seizure stuff. I was I, I am like lightly photosensitive as well. Uh, I don't think I've had a a light induced seizure maybe in three years now. So I've been doing okay on that, and it's like pretty hard to trigger it. I think the last time it happened, we were. There, there was a place when I was in college we went to, which was like a uh, a, a Mediterranean restaurant that also had like a drag show happening in it. And there were a lot of lights. Um, so, but like, yeah, when when that whole thing came out, and um, the the journalist who found it, she works for for Game Informer, Leanna Rupert. Um, like, I, I was like kind of worried because I was like, yeah, that a device specifically created to cause seizure seems like it might cause a seizure. Um, 
but uh yeah i will i the, just the smallest amount of credit like okay i'm giving them i'm giving cd project red a little credit know that this credit still leaves them far into the negative zone but they were able to fix that uh the light sequence before the game was even like released like in the in the next two days um and they put a giant big red warning at the front of the game that says like this game is like more likely than others to cause seizures and everything so like at least they were able to fix that in before the game like actually came out so i, don't know. I definitely i think when i the first time i was about to go into a brain dance i was watching it like this i was like <laughs> yeah i was like very very cautious about it it didn't affect me in the end but yeah, it didn't either. yeah. it's still like i was still very apprehensive about it going in because i thought if this thing's supposed to induce seizures it could even hit someone like me who's not very yeah. sensitive it's it's one of those things where i think it was almost a red flag sort of that story was like okay so if this went under the radar and presumably you know that is something that you'd think would have come up during um you know quality assurance mm -hmm. like hey this will induce seizures in people um but i think there was a lot of ignoring what came up in quality assurance um and this leads on nicely to the next thing um the bugs so um i think i'm right in saying that both me and axel play had the honor of playing on uh console <laughs> yeah honor uh, look that was a wild ride <laughs> I, I want to say, though, like, I almost wanted to be part of that zeitgeist. Like, I wanted to have my own bug story to talk about, you know? <laughs> a bug's life. Yeah. Uh, I, at the moment, because I work in game here in the UK, we had to start warning people about the game status on consoles before oh we sold God, them. Oh, my God, really? Like, after they, after they put out the thing telling people to um, buy to try and get refunds we had we got a message saying we have to warn people that the game was glitchy and might not work properly on consoles i don't think i've ever heard of that and i've worked in the worst part about that is we got far too many copies at our store we literally had like hundreds of which we weren't going to sell even if it was a mess wasn't a mess and it was as perfect as it, everyone was expecting it to be uh -huh. so like, we've got hundreds of copies and we're every time we take one off we're like you know this game's kind of a mess on consoles right like we're just <laughs> yeah. warning you there's problems and you could run into them a lot <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, I think the, the last time I've seen something like that happen was Fallout seventy six. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I used to work at a GameStop, and Fallout seventy six came out, and there were just stacks and stacks and stacks mm -hmm. of copies on in the back room. It's like we are never going to sell all these. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I could I could speak to that a little because like being the big Fallout, uh, being being Todd Howard. And having this guy um i did i did sign up for the the beta i did the pre-order and everything for 76 and uh i will admit like even during the beta with all the shitty bugs and the fact that there was like they forgot to put a video game in it like i, I played with like a group of people i found online and like we had an okay time um i think i played for about 25 hours the original iteration of the game and uh, I, I think the worst, the, I, I will say, like, it's very buggy in the game. There were a lot of glitches here, a lot of minor bugs. The worst thing that happened to me was that during the, and this happened to everybody, but during the beta period, when I tried to, like, download it, because we all had to use the Bethesda launcher. I don't know if that was known to people on console. The game only released on the Bethesda proprietary launcher, which had just also come out and also did not work. Um, the usual Bethesda to, I, quality. 
I remember trying to download Elder Scrolls online yeah. for it, and it just was like, no. it got I'm... to the point where it's like, you're actually ruining my attempts to play this game. <laughs> I think I might just not do it. Yeah, I'm, Bethesda ditched their launcher like six months after it launched, which was good. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I tried to download it, and then like when I started it, it was like, oh, I can't, I can't find the game. Sorry, and I was like, but the beta period is happening. I only have like four hours to play before the beta ends. Like, because they did it in chunks, right? Because it's an online game. So they want everyone online at the same time. So, like, I was like, but I, I, I want to do it. And it was like, I don't know, man. I can't find the game. I was like, it's right there. I told you where it is. Um, and, like, the only, way to, the only way to combat this, apparently, was to uninstall the Bethesda launcher, reinstall it, uninstall Fallout 76, and then reinstall it. And by the time I had done that, my, like, beta window had closed. And that, that was, like, very, that was very angering. Um, uh, of course, aside from the many, many problems of the design doc of the game uh just like not being interesting but again i'll, I'll stand up and say like I've, I've played like a good amount of 76 since they did the two expansions on it and it's like actually a really good game now and if you look on steam it actually has a higher rating than fallout 4 it I is mean, much close it is much closer to like new vegas and fallout 3 than fallout 4 was oh wow <laughs> i just we d i guess we can only hope that i mean i'm not sure cyberpunk at its lowest was ever fallout 76 low i think it was worse genuinely worse? like ha ha having having played 76 and then looking at the bugs from from cyberpunk like in the fun compilation videos <laughs> bugs were worse yeah i think i guess in terms of public perception i mean bethesda's pr team was 100 crunching during that time because yeah they had so much going wrong and yeah obviously mm -hmm. cyberpunk was really bad as well but with the bugs on console i was fairly lucky I don't know how I was because I got my PS4 secondhand about five years ago, but it it hung in there and I only went through the map once. Um, I was just uh, chilling. I was uh, finishing a River's side quest and I walked out of his little house and just immediately fell through. Um, felt the very bottom. It was it was really it was really wild. Um, I had a similar issue. I think the first <sighs> bug that I hit when I was playing Cyberpunk, it was really early in the game. I got into the car V's car, drove up a hill, and then for whatever reason I just went un no, it wasn't under, I just got flung into the air. <laughs> oh, that, I and missed then, that bug. I missed that bug. And then what would happen was I I guess I must have hit like the top of the world limit. So it would try to respawn me lower, but I just keep going up. So I just got locked in this loop. It was like portal, but I was falling upwards. <laughs> and I didn't I couldn't I literally couldn't do anything. Like the it wouldn't let me even get out of the car and fall to my death. My... So I was just stuck in this loop of the car, going up, hitting some sort of barrier, being teleported back down, and then continuing to go up and just I couldn't do anything. L I had to like load an earlier save. Luke, I had almost the exact opposite bug happen to me where I was riding my motorcycle and I crashed into like a wall or like a, a pillar or something. I crashed into like a hard service and usually, you know, you get like get flung off the motorcycle or whatever. But like, I don't know what happened. I hit it and then I just turned at a 90 degree angle down and kept riding the motorcycle down into the abyss under the world. And like, I could look up and see like the world like floating away from me. And I was like, kept riding my motorcycle down to hell. I think I had a similar issue at one point. I went under the ground and started falling. So instead of reloading, I just left it for ages to see how long I could fall for. And I don't, I'm not sure how long it, I definitely felt like I, I was falling for a while. Yeah, mine uh, never actually at some point, I just At some point, I feel like there's a barrier that's supposed to put you back on land, but it was yeah. broken. So we just put you slightly above and drop you again. Or we, we like built a safety earlier, net. You, yeah. The holes are very big in the safety net, but it I is would say there. a safety net and more a trampoline. <laughs> like you just. Yeah. And you just keep going. Uh, 
I, I like I those. Well. That was the only <clears throat> major ones. I think other to, other times maybe just mm-hmm. subtitles bugged out. Or I like the big one that I kept having that wasn't that bad was just like when you would you know when you'd look at something and then a the little box of the information would pop up. Oh, that doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah I kept getting oh, that, my God. and sometimes yeah. I would just get subtitles not disappearing. It was mostly like minor UI glitches was the worst yeah, I got. I, I think that was what and I it got was too. like. I would just have to quit out, reload the game. Genuine, if I reload, I, if I just directly reloaded the save, it'd still be there. But if I quit back to the menu and then loaded in again, yeah, like it was nothing egregious to be honest. Like if I if I had been one of those reviewers who had a copy of Cyberpunk on PC like before it released and before we knew about the console stuff, like I would not find this as any indication that the the console version would be particularly bugged. Like it, yeah. it runs great yeah. for the most part. My experience with console bugs was not nearly as bad as what I've seen and what I'm thinking is the PC version. Uh, I think I think the PC guys have far more creative bugs uh, than the PS4 guys. And it's like, wow, you, you get the better graphics, you get the more interesting bugs. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, probably the most egregious bugs that I, that I found in the PS4 version were basically object substitutions uh i took a screenshot for my review where instead of getting the shard the relic shard uh jackie has a gun through his head oh no (laughs) foreshadowing it it, there's a screenshot of it in in my review so it's it's there and it's like wow i think Uh, the only one issue i remember happened during that heist mission was at some point jackie just changed back into his regular costume without warning like I think it was like we got out of a lift and at some point there was like a reload or whatever and suddenly he was out of his suit and just into his regular costume. I was like, oh. you know what? Yeah, fuck the stealth. I agree with you, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I know we're at a point where everything's gone to shit and we're in massive gunfights, but yeah, at least try. Is that really the time to change? Uh, oh god, the heist was so buggy for me. Um, really? The point where I sort of was like, this is going to be a problem, was when um, so we're esca- escaping in the Delamain. And it's Jackie's death scene, very sad, very emotional. Um, except I had that UI thing where like this box wasn't disappearing. So I had like an item here and then a tutorial one here. So it was yeah. just covering this very emotional scene. So I was like, I can't part with this anymore. So I did the fix, I saved and I quit to the main menu and reloaded. When I reloaded, Jackie's dead body sprung up into the air and clipped out the car. So I was <laughs> currently morning nothing i was still doing the dialogue but v wasn't touching anything and then when i got out the delamade i went to go find his body and sure enough it was there just where it sprung out i reloaded it was still there so i'm i'm his body didn't even make it to the motel he is he, just lying on the street in night city somewhere i'll have to see if it's still there i assume it's probably gone now but oh boy that was yeah. that was a wild one there, there was one other bug. Uh, it came during a, a side mission, and it, and this, and I've got, I've got the pictures. I, I, I need to lo- upload them at some point. I kind of need to tell this one to Reddit. Uh, side mission where you're going to go save uh, Wakako's pet netrunner. You know, the, the old Korean guy. And I, you know, I, I reach the staircase. There's a couple of mines there, and I figure, okay, I'm, ex- I'm expecting trouble of some sort. Let's not defuse the mines. Let's just set them to friendly mode. So I'll pass through fine. Anybody else, they're going to get toast. And I'm, I'm looking around. I pick up an, you know, a, uh, 
a, a text chart and I hit the wrong button to read it. Instead of hitting, uh, I think it was left to read it, I hit the right button, which summons your car. And <clears throat> I'm thinking to myself, this, you know, it's like, whoops. Okay, well, that, you know, there's probably going to be a car waiting for me, you know, when I finally get back out onto the street. No. <clears throat> the car went down an alley, you know, through a doorway that it should not have been be able to go through. It went down an alley and turned a, a 90 degree corner that it should not have been able to go through. Mm -hmm. Turned another 90 degree corner and yet another 90 degree corner would, you know, to go down the staircase that it should not have been able to, to go through and set off the mines. Wow. So, I... so I'm <laughs> hearing this loud explosion. I'm seeing fire from around the corner of the doorway and I'm thinking, no, no, it didn't. I go to the door. I couldn't even get the bloody vehicle. Of a car I couldn't the even vehicle. get it to appear on the road. Like I would call my vehicle and it would just get stuck, even when I was on a main road. But yours managed to turn a million ninety degree angles and go down a staircase just to set off all those mines. That's so peak. So one of yeah. one of the main, I think the 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 cars have been like increasingly the I've I've seen like <clears throat> sort of the worst AI <clears throat> going on here, but. The one thing I do want to mention is when I got it on when I got I got the game on day one and like before the first hot fix like this the first hot fix like changed it but none of the cars in the city were like moving they were all just sitting there stationary on the road and so like they were all just sitting at a traffic light like just not going anywhere and I was just like kind of driving around like okay just me huh no one else got anywhere to go. <laughs> Oh god, the car AI was so bad. They would just cause so many accidents like, uh, for no yeah. reason. Like nothing uh, would trigger them. So I also want to point some. So Luke, did you play this on mouse and keyboard? Yeah, I mainly played with mouse and keyboard. Okay, so like I, I ended up doing it too, but like the the mouse and keyboard controls for this game have some like weird glaring issues. In that like one with the car, like there's only two speeds for the car, which is full throttle and then no, not moving. Yeah. And because oh, like playing playing a, a vehicle like driving a vehicle on mouse and keyboard is difficult even with the best control setup. <laughs> um, but the second thing is that um, the 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 interact button is like stuck on F and like it the game does not allow you to change it. It allows you to change every other key binding in the game except for interact, which is the really? only one I wanted to change because interact is E in every other video game ever made, all of them, <laughs> and like. I just, I actually had to download a mod to change the, the interact button uh, because so many, that was actually the top, I think it might still be the top mod on Nexus for this game right now is just to change the interact to E. <laughs> I also found with the driving that there was two ways of turning. There was either you only slightly get around the corner mm -hmm. or you completely overturn the thing and almost do a 180 no matter what vehicle I was I, I mainly just like to use bikes I don't know why I just like driving yeah, bikes in games I, I, I did too but like yeah. it just felt like unless you were going at like I don't know five miles per hour you could either you would either only kind of get around the corner slightly or you would just go all the way and almost 180 a whole corner, like the turning, just the driving in general, I just didn't like. It, it wasn't, wasn't very good. I think no. the game would have honestly just been better overall if the dev time that went into cars went into something else. Like, we didn't need to be able to drive. Just honestly. give me a super sprint or like a yeah. super jump or something. 
Ooh. I mean, we might as well have done a Saints Row Four and just had the ability to just super jump, just and jump super across the whole because yeah. there was nothing. And this is my main gripe with the game was that I wasted so much time exploring Night City, thinking that I was gonna find some side quests, I was gonna find some cool secrets, and I I found nothing. I yeah, I can't. Yeah, nothing. Well, there's, to nothing mind. there's nothing to find. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. And it looks like there should be, and like I felt like it. Was, I mean, they're advertising as an open world game, so I think. Can I please find some stuff in this open world? But no, and I, eventually I learned that. And once mm-hmm. I decided to just focus on the main story, and I think you've highlighted this in your review, Nirav, that there's so many cool side gigs, but they don't point out to you which ones are really boring and which ones are actually going to impact the end story. Yeah. And so, sorry. And I was just saying that, like, it's so annoying because I you just gamble and be like, I'm going to do this one. Is this going to be fun or a complete waste of my time? Um, so I feel like I did miss out on a bit. I only did a few of the Kerry missions because I discovered him like so late on that like at that point I was like, I just want to finish this game now. I, yeah, I said in, in my review, if you want to check it out, it's on the YouTube channel here. But like I, I compared this game to Westworld in that I think it is the most elaborate, high-functioning amusement park in the world and um, unless you start wanting to do something that's not really like written in the program for you to do you know and then like the whole thing kind of falls apart and you're like yes i am playing a video game the things don't work like but if you if you if you do exactly what cd project red wants you to do and do it when they want you to do it like the illusion is fantastic yeah oh god absolutely it's once I decided to stick to the main story, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think we should probably talk about that because there is actually a story in this. No one really talks yeah. about it because everyone's, <laughs> to obviously for good reasons, too busy talking about the bugs and the absolute mm-hmm. shit show happening behind the scenes, to use the technical term, that I feel like it hasn't got talked about enough. Um, so I just, yeah, I just want to get, what do you guys think about the story? I personally really liked it i really liked the like bounce between uh v and johnny i thought they had good chemistry and that was well developed um my favorite missions by far were the ones to do with johnny um and sort of building the relationship between him and v um i also thought it's interesting because they tell you at the beginning that it like your thoughts with johnny are going to fuse to a point where you can't separate who's who yeah. And the way they communicated that, I think, was just them making Johnny so bloody likable towards the end that you're like, will- like at the beginning, like I feel mm. like if I was asked, hey, do you want to take a pill so you can give Johnny control? I'd be like, of course not. Like, he's literally a virus. Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. Um, but towards the end, he was like, hey, I want to play in a fucking gig with my I- friends. Can I, can- will you let me do that? And I was like, yeah, o- of course. I mean... <laughs> Why wouldn't I? So I took the pill, which was actually detrimental to my health, and let him control my body so he could do a gig. And I thought that was just an interesting way to communicate this whole idea. Yeah, I, I want to give a shout out to the, the writing here for like, they, they really nailed the like putting the frog in the boiling water situation where like, at the beginning, like, G- Johnny and, and V are two very distinct personalities clashing. And like, by the end, and I don't know what point it started to be, but they're the same person by the end. Like they're mm. they're both speaking the same way, they're both thinking the same thoughts and have the same like ways to ways to attack situations and stuff. And like you don't know when they when that happened. Like it was very gradual. So uh, I I enjoyed. By the way, how do we all feel about Keanu Reeves? I I like I don't think he's gonna win any awards, but 
also at the same time i i literally in my mind can't conjure an image of anyone else in the world playing johnny silverhand anymore mm. i definitely i definitely got the vibe that he really enjoyed doing it yeah he was having a fun um, time. He was having yeah. fun, was which having fun. goes a long way in any kind of performance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, I, I mostly enjoyed it. I think he, maybe he's a bit monotone for Dennis. I think it's Keanu Reeves. It's kind of his mm. thing. Yeah. But I, I did like just any time he, he'd show up in a situation and just be like, fuck this guy. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. I feel you. Because <laughs> any time he just showed up, he would just teleport in and basically start talking shit about somebody. I always got a laugh out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I always knew he's like really anti-corporation. So obviously he's always going to just be angry about any kind of corporation interactions. But I yeah. did I did enjoy doing that storyline about him basically getting the band back together for a one-off gig. Yeah. I was like, after like in, because up to that most point, I felt like he'd always been portrayed as a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Michael, he's understandably anti-corporation, but it's hard to really understand why behind beyond just corporations are bad and they control everything, which is just sort of a, a, the most generic way of looking at it. Mm. But like seeing all the stuff, see, going into his past and learning more about that stuff and how he, despite being like, when you see those flashbacks and you realise he was just a massive prick to everybody around him. And then when you do the band, you start to see maybe a bit more of a human side, a guy who clearly regrets some of the stuff he did while he was still alive. I quite enjoyed all that stuff. Definitely. Um, I, I'm I'm probably going to be the dissenting voice here. I I liked it, but not as I also felt that it wasn't as good as it could have been. I think that, particularly with uh, the Never Fade Away mission, the, that particular flashback mission, they added a bunch of really extraneous crap. You know, I. If you read the short story that came with the source book, mm-hmm. uh, and as far as I know, the uh, the original Cyberpunk 2020 uh, source book came with, or a digital copy of that came with the game as a freebie. Um, if you read that short story, you don't get a whole, you don't get any information necessarily about any drama that was going on between Johnny and Alt prior to that. You know, it's it starts in the alley. It starts with that ambush. And I'm also, you know, and I think this part of my problem is that they, you know, CD Project Red said, okay, <clears throat> we're going to do this story. Uh, we're going to completely dump a whole bunch of the tech that showed up in the game and just go with these three or four options. And then they use that to justify changing the story. I, I will say, I, I think you have a little different perspective on it because none of us were familiar with anything from that universe before starting the game. Which, like, I had no, I have no Johnny Silverhand in my mind except for the one that was presented to me in yeah. the in the game. You know, which is fair. Like, they, I mean, they should be able to cater to people who are both fans and you know newcomers to this franchise. Yeah, and you know, a good adaptation will always try to strike a balance between the people who have read the original work earlier and the people <laughs> who are being introduced to it f- to the first time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think CD Projekt Red got that balance. I think they aired too much on this is our vision of it. You know, it, you know, this is our vision. We're making a video game. Trust us. It's like, yeah, no. 
Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, referring back to that, that Schreier article, apparently there was a sort of a mantra in, in going around the office where literally anytime anything re- went wrong and like these crazy bugs were happening, like the management would always dismiss it. And every time they would say, we made The Witcher 3, it'll be fine. Oh my God. Uh, that's just giving me flashbacks to the Bioware article about mm. Anthem's development and how they always were just like, it all just comes together in the end. We're yeah. Bioware. We always <laughs> pull off. Yeah. <laughs> we're too epic to fail. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. God. Also, sorry, I, I don't want to get again too off track, but that, that article also, there was an interesting thing about how disorganized everything was where like, be, and like it was, this was even before they were working from home, like when they were all in the same office, like that if somebody like wanted something done or like, they were like, Hey, this shader isn't working. They would just have somebody work on it without even checking if somebody else had done it. Like, so apparently they did maybe six or seven times the work total on this game than they should have. And they still didn't finish it. Like, just the most, it's just like the most gross mismanagement ever. Like, how, how are you this bad at running a business? I mean, was it a, I'm guessing it's probably a bigger team than The Witcher 3, maybe? Um, yeah, it's like, it's about like 150 people there. But I mean, it was still like, it was still, it was still over 100 people working on The Witcher 3. Like, it's not like crazily expanded, just the scope, the scope of what they wanted the game to be changed every day. Like, the idea of like this is going to be this, and then somebody else in management would say no, it's got to be this, and they would be two conflicting things, and the the devs would have to cater to both of those, and that's how this happened. Mm. Like no one ever set up a, a, design a doc. nobody, yeah, there was no design doc. Thank you. Like they said, literally the design doc they had because it was changed so often had to be a whiteboard that people just kept erasing and writing on. Was because I, mean, I, I think that shows in the final product a bit because um, okay. I, I'm taking off my my glasses. Oh my god! This is my horrified face. <laughs> <laughs> god, shit's gone down now. It's serious, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that definitely shows in the final products. My one of I mean, I've really really loved the main story as it got to like Act Two and Three. I thought it really found its feet. Then um, mm-hmm. everything was flowing quite nicely. Um, and then the ending happened. Um, now I know everyone's got different opinions on this because they are six, is it six very different mm. endings? Um, and I went with the one where you, uh, get Rogue and Johnny to take down Arasaka. Um, and then you choose for V to live out the final six months of, of their life. Oh God, that ending was just so tonally weird. I, because so I'm not sure. Have you guys seen that ending? Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I've watched a few. I watched all of them on on YouTube like right after I finished, but I also finished like two weeks ago, so <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I think so. Like from my from my experience watching all the endings, so like when I first did it, I I thought like okay, just to stay in character, like I followed through with it, and I ended up getting the suicide ending. <laughs> like up up on the roof and like you know i think i think it that totally made a lot of sense to me like the idea that like look you're dying anyway you can either because you can either die a corporate slave or you can die fighting the man and you're dying right now and i was like yeah fuck fuck this guy i'm out bye and like that i, th- I thought that kind of worked and then you know because one of the main pillars of the cyberpunk genre is that like th- things are generally worse at the end than they were at the beginning mm. like 
either the the great truth has been revealed to the protagonist they know what the true stakes are of their failure and then they fail is kind of how this the genre goes yeah and i think that's why it felt a bit weird uh for my ending because i was sort of expecting everything to close out on quite a no a, a, a quiet note um so sort of like quite melancholic sort of okay you you've won but now johnny's gone and you're gonna die anyway yeah but, that's that's correct that's that's really what it should be but I think they, yeah for some bloody reason v went up into space and decided to do a heist on a space casino and oh yeah i i don't know why she decided to do that i just want to chill at home um i'd romance forever so we, we would just vibe and drink and our coffee heist. and then suddenly i'm doing a space heist and i just totally i th that was just a complete 180 from the direction i thought it was heading in yeah, you know that's i was strange. i was expecting just to quietly mourn jackie and johnny and get ready to live out the rest of my days in in my in my own on my own terms but for some reason i'm in space does everyone know about the secret ending did you watch that and like kind of see how how it works and all that you mean the ending where you have to hit all the conversation buttons exactly right mm -hmm. in the right order I've okay. heard about it. I have not actually seen it. I've, I know that it's supposed to be super hard. That you're basically one man, you know, one, trying to one man army the whole thing. Yeah. And so you get no save. You know, you don't have any chance to save your neck if you screw. Yeah. Up. So I I think that for me, like finding out about, like I was like okay with the ending that I got, and then like I, I by the way after that I did the Arasaka ending where I went to uh, space and then like yeah, I chose. The one I I, I chose. Did you did you choose that to was... not join the Soul Killer? I'm guessing. Uh, no, I just went. Ah, fuck it, I'm gonna die. Screw you it. went in. Oh, I did not. Uh, no, I, I, ch I chose not to go in. So oh yeah, I, I did the one either. where you yeah. help. Um, what's her name? The daughter, basically fight her brother off the control. Yeah, and then you wake up in space, yeah. and it's like a sort of montage of testing until V gets angry and angry and just refuses to do it anymore. Yeah, and then but like Taka, but then Taka at... shows up and basically lays it out straight to you, and I just went. I'm just gonna die then. Screw it. Yeah, I no, went I'm back being... to Earth to die. Yeah, I didn't want to join the Soul Killer app. Um, which, by the way, like again, just want to say, like, I love the actual the fact that like the only way to survive at the end of the story is to literally sell your soul to the corporations. Yeah, that's what I and was like, thinking. I was just like, you, you know what? Yeah, like it's it's I love how on the nose that is. And then so the secret ending though was kind of what like made me be like, okay, this is really cool. Um, which is that. You again, you have to hit all the right conversation buttons with Johnny, like the whole way through the story. You have to like max out his affinity, but you can't ever see what your affinity is. So you just kind of have to have done it, I guess, uh, on your own intuition. Um, and then once you get to the part at the end where you're on the rooftop and he's like, you know, offering you the way out by like killing yourself, or you can, you know, join Hanako. Um, that if you stop and you wait there for five minutes and you don't say anything. And then he's like, all right, I think I've got a third option for you, you know? And then he tells you the idea is to just go into Arasaka, guns blazing, and suicide yourself that way. We might as well take some of them out with yeah. us. And, like, if you do that, the game kind of switches up because it basically, like, stops. It, it ramps, like, the difficulty up to the highest level. And then it stops. You're not able to save or load files anymore. And then you're sent to Arasaka with whatever you have with you. And you have about 30 floors of <laughs> waves of different enemies you have to beat before you get to the top. 
um if you do it that way like and then you have to fight adam smasher like at the top there and if you do all of that and you do be all of them which is frankly impossible i've, I've seen a lot of people try and fail in, on the first floor it's like insanely difficult if you are able to get up there then basically there is like another un ending that you unlock where johnny you and johnny leave on good terms he rediscovers alt's like soul the two of them wander into the soul killer app together basically to see what the next life is and then you are cured and v like starts like a, a new life the next day like walking out into the world and like you know fade off into the sunset like there's there is like a happy ending where everything works out and you destroy arasaka in the process but the happy ending is unattainable you know it's there but you will never get it <laughs> which i think is very cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah yeah it no you you can get it you know, as long as you're willing to spend enough bullets to get it <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I, I think it's like it's like it's almost not worth getting because of how difficult it is to do, you know? Yeah. Like, I can just uh, watch it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah and it's uh, just the fact that they make it, you know, they sort of dangle you in. Because I actually did do the right options to get it completely accidentally. Um, oh. But I was, and then I looked it up on YouTube and I was like, holy shit, I'm not even going to attempt that. So I was lucky <laughs> enough to just accidentally select the right options to get Johnny to like me. And even then, which is pretty rare that you're gonna just accidentally do that you still have to go through something that is borderline impossible and i just think that's amazing <laughs> so you are really are just picking your poison really with the endings and i like that to a certain degree i'm gonna go back and do the nomad one because i, I like the vibes to that even if it is quite melancholic i was expecting i wasn't expecting it to be a happy ending anyway um it the nomad ending is is not super happy but it is happy-ish there there is you know a, a sense of hope to it i mean yes you're still technically dying i mean a little, little faster than you know the rest you know than other people are dying in that existential sort of way that we're all dying uh, but there was a sense of hope to it there was a sense of okay this is a problem but i've got six months and you can pack a lot of living into six months. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I've, you know, I'm out of town. I've got the best girl. I've got a hover tank. <laughs> I'm good. I can, I can work with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've, I definitely like the, the tone of that more than the, the Johnny Rogue ending because it's like okay i've got six months to live so you're almost desperately trying to do the most wildest shit just so night city remembers you and i guess in that sense i quite like the ending because that is a depressing as hell tone to leave it on that even after all you've done you're still literally going to shoot yourself into space just so people remember you when you're gone um and i feel like maybe they'll try to say something like that i don't think it was set up brilliantly if it was maybe it would have been more impactful but as it stands, I sort of the credits started rolling and I went, what? <laughs> you know, that's what I was working towards this whole time. Um, so, yeah, I definitely need to go back oh. and change that. Sorry, I just saw another thing somebody pointed out from, from Schreier's article that there actually wasn't a police system until like the very last few months. There weren't and that any shows. Yeah. That really yeah, that's shows. That's how basic it was. Like, every, anytime I got the police chasing me, I would evade them within five seconds if I was just you, driving. You got police chasing you? <laughs> I, I would accidentally, oh, okay. I would accidentally <laughs> gain attention by 
I'm a terrible driver in most video games, so sometimes I would just mount the pavement without yeah. warning. Usually when I was trying to turn, and then it'd be like, you've got police attention. I'm like, cool, where are they? <laughs> the Okay, my, my run-in with the police first was that, like, I... Do, did you guys do the quest? I can't remember the name of it, where there's a guy, an officer, who's in an apartment under you, and he's depressed because his friend has been killed. And yeah. Like, trying to talk to him yeah. and stuff. So I did that whole thing and like I was able to and I, I guess I did something wrong because like I left and then I, I came back and he had killed himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I but, read I got yeah, the exact yeah. same thing. So I read it. I was but like, can you say this I was, guy? And apparently I actually don't know. So I, I went I like I went and talked to the cops and like the, they had been so friendly to me last time. And like I went and talked to them and they just immediately pulled their guns on me. Yeah. And tried to kill oh me. my God. Like, I had that so but much. Then, but then on the other end of it, there was a thing where I like accidentally like. Uh, shot and killed a pedestrian and his head blew off like in front of three officers and they didn't react. Mm. It was just so inconsistent. The only time I got the police after me is once I sped past them. So they're big on speeding in Night City, but not homicide. Maybe <laughs> yeah. is that a bug or a feature? Are they trying to Sorry. make some commentary here? I mean I gotta I gotta ask something quickly. How often do the church bells ring over in England? Because I've heard them like four times already. <laughs> No, the, the, okay, they're my the clocks. I have many clocks in here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was probably, hoping they would pick quarterly bell. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping that they would not be audible, but I guess they are. So that's going to be fun. Um, they're not audible to me, so don't okay. don't panic. <laughs> um, but yeah, with, with the police, they were so poorly implemented. You can actually, actually oh, you can save that guy. By the way, it's just so yeah. bullshitty how you do it because they it don't... doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't suggest. Apparently, you've got it. Doesn't tell you to do it. You like, but once you talk to him the first time, you're supposed to go in and talk to him some more. But the game doesn't hint that you can do that. So you just um, talk to him, and then walk hmm. off. I found it's it's actually uh, the way that I've got through it. You go back to you know. Yeah, after you do go in, you do talk to the guy. You go over to the uh, columbarium and you find the grave marker, and it's like, okay, he's got problems. You go talk to the guy to the cops who are waiting outside, and it all hinges on the dialogue choice. Mm. If you, you know, if you choose the wrong dialogue choice, the guy offs himself. But if you choose the right one they go over and they say, look, we got to talk. And yeah, and that's I, it. And it's, th that is a, I think a very poor design choice uh, yeah. from a narrative perspective. Um, and I had that same feeling about, um, I don't know if any of you did the subquest where you, that couple that hire you to investigate the mayor's death introduces yeah. you to river yeah the, these quests you get from them afterwards where you discover basically someone messing with their memories and thoughts yeah, yeah. so after I, I found all that stuff and i went to meet him in the park and then you have like another blackout i i didn't tell him it thinking maybe it'll continue in a different way and then it just dropped there but i was like, I was like oh man i really would have enjoyed to see where that was going because that was so much that actually really interested me so yeah. much potential fact, it, just because i didn't tell him what i found it just stops i was like that's kind of disappointing. Even if, even if you tell them what you found, it stops there as well. And it just yeah. impacts, it impacts yeah. the yeah. ending was... slide you get. So he was, I told him and he called me at the end like super paranoid. So that's that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. yeah he, to me, he... that was probably the sub, sub like little sub story, non main story quest I think I enjoyed the most because I just thought it was the most interesting how messed up it, interesting mm. and messed up it gets. Mm -hmm. That was, but... that, one, that one was interesting. Yeah. 
Um, the way it just suddenly drops like that, it's like, I would have liked to have seen more of that because I like it. I like, whenever we're talking about near future stuff, I always like anything where it just starts dealing with fucked up tech. That's kind mm. of the thing I enjoy. Watch Dogs Legion kind of does it a couple of times, but then just drops it. And it was like my favourite parts of that game. And it was the same as Cyberpunk. And that was the one that I remembered the most because I really would have liked to have seen more of that and like maybe something that involves basically fighting the assholes that were doing it, but it just drops. So like, one thing I want to ask, like how everyone dealt with RPG stuff in this, because like I, I ended up hoarding all my skill points until I came across a door, like where it was same. like eight intelligence. And I was like, here you go. Um, and like, I don't feel like I ever had a reason to do otherwise. Um, I also kept forgetting to upgrade my stats because I never, the skills and stuff, because I don't think I ever really used many of them. Most um, of them are boring. I, I never really found like building towards a specific one. You could, the, like the actual perks and stuff, I didn't think did much. It was more your base stats had a bigger influence. Like yeah. I mainly, I built into strength and did a lot of melee combat. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I actually didn't mind it. Like, I beat several bosses by basically smashing their head into okay. a baseball bat. I, I didn't do a melee build at all, but without fail, the the bosses were just so eh, I think. Because with yeah. Adam Smasher, I was not doing a, a melee build at all, but I was really struggling with him. So I just wielded a katana, went up to him and spammed it a bit, and the boss was over in, like, 30 Me yeah. seconds. Melee with even a bit of effort can be insanely powerful. I did um, the fight with Hanako's guard at the yeah. parade. Mm -hmm. I yeah, destroyed same here. him. I absolutely yeah. destroyed him with a baseball bat, even though he has a sword. Was, yeah, it, I was, was like... it fists? I don't know. I just remember Block, yeah, that... then when yeah. he recalled, just smash him, and I would take like massive chunks, put him down in no time, <laughs> because I was using a baseball bat. It was non-lethal and didn't kill him. Yeah, uh, Oda. The Oda fight. Yeah, uh, Oda, yeah. I remember just I... destroying him really quickly with a baseball bat. Like, it was nothing... I... I did not do melee. Uh, I, no, I didn't I, either. I was more of a uh, more of a, a range slash hacker type, and mm -hmm. uh, the Oda fight actually kind of bugged out for me a little bit because Same. he because uh, I I I beat him, and then his body shot up to the wall, you know, shot up to the ceiling, <laughs> <laughs> and you know Takamura is saying, "Come on, don't kill him, don't kill him," and it's like. I can't reach him. <laughs> I had to shoot him to make the body drop. And then he said, why? And I was like, why did you kill him? I couldn't yeah, I, reach I was, him. I was like, I shut, up, shut up, talk. Also that part where Takamura's like, I will never forgive you. And I was like, dude, what the fuck did you want me to do? And, oh god, I was so annoyed that. I saved his ass when I wasn't even given a quest prompt to do it. I, I went looking for him and I saved him. I got him to the very end of the game, still alive somehow. And at the end, I got this call from him telling me to rot in hell. And I thought, oh, come on. See, if you if you spare him during that fight, then when you do the ending where you work with Hanako, he's there fighting with you. Oh, is and he? That, that was like the only time I noticed maybe some sparing someone non-lethally actually came back in the story. But the thing is, like, I, I was mostly just melee build, so I was just beating people up either with fists or with <laughs> me blunt melee weapons. Uh, but like that was the only time I noticed a character I spared came back in the plot. You can do. Uh, you can set it up. So that your weapons do non-lethal damage, even yeah. if you melee. Uh, but, I just uh, sometimes use pistols. That was a I would wield revolvers. Or then when I got Johnny's pistol, I would sometimes use that. But most yeah. of the time, I just like rushing people and smashing and beating the crap out of them at close range. 
has always been more fun to me. Yeah. Probably the most fun side quest that I had or that I ran across uh, was uh, Raymond Chandler Evening. Uh, it it starts off innocuously. You have to beat up a couple of cholos in a bar, and when you, you know after you beat them up, the bartender says, "Hey V, I, I got a little problem. Can you follow my wife?" And as you're as you're following her, you've got Johnny narrating almost like an old film, you know, like film noir style. And it, and V is getting more and more annoyed. It's like, dude, shut up, okay? This is not <laughs> this is not funny. And as a as a quest line, it, it you know it was small. It was not necessarily important, but it was fun. You know, because of the interaction between Johnny and V, and because it did turn out to be just, you know, so small and so very personal, mm. and I did like that. You know, that was that was probably one of my favorite small little side quests that I did the whole time. I I think the other sub quests I loved was all the Delamain ones, going to retrieve the rogue Delamain. Oh fucking okay, these. <laughs> Those I are am pretty fun. No, we, I know. we have a love-hate no. relationship no, with Delamain. I have to talk about I, this. I, what I hated was that whenever you entered an area with a yes. Delamain, oh, yes. it's always, and it's not just once, it was every time every you entered time the area. You entered. Every single time. And I didn't want to do the car quest, and I didn't want to accept them in the first place. <laughs> and then every single time. Finally, it got to a point where I started trying to track down the cars just so he would stop, so he would leave me alone. <laughs> I could have a moment of peace. I hate Delamain so I, much. I, I think my I least did favorite character. fairly early into it. Like, and I just go find them, and I kind of enjoyed how each one was different. Mm. Like one of them, one of them had Glados's voice from Portal, and then she tests you by basically making a bunch of people attack you. But then there was another one where you have to talk it down from driving into a river. Uh, there was something about I just I kind of enjoyed the silliness of it. Imagine like each one had a different approach. Imagine if in Fallout Four, every time you walked into a new settlement, you would hear Preston call you on the radio and say, "Hey, you forgot about the Zamonja outpost. Remember that?" <laughs> and then oh, it, it I, would happen every anyway. ten minutes. I can imagine the frustration you got from that. I I think I just kind of did them early, mm. and I just enjoyed that each one was different. It wasn't just like smash this car to pieces until it stops. It's like there was different stuff for each one. Yeah, like one of them, it's just parked in the middle of a junkyard, and you get in and talk it down. Another one's like about to drive into a river because it's depressed. Yeah, I remember they that. They have I did to that convince one. it not to do it, or like the I wanted to die. I wanted, I wanted to do it. I think one thing I do really like about Cyberpunk is that to a certain degree, it, this will probably change after everyone figures everything out, but everyone did have a unique experience with it. Um, like my friends didn't realize that you can actually save Takimura if you go back for him, you know, when you've uh, kidnapped yeah. Hanako and the building gets blown up um, and there's no quest marker for it. But if you actually take the longer route and go upstairs and save him, then he lives. Um, he, I cool. did not know that either. Yeah, it's, See, it's crazy. I think... Initially, I accidentally went towards the stairs, and then when it told me to go say attack, I was like, "Oh, okay, I should, I should go help him." He's been probably the only ally I've had since. It was a bit of a bell to me in the end, though. That's that's the kind of stuff that I want more of from this game. Like, I'm I'm glad I know that now, but like, I I just every time I I had an idea on how I could alternatively complete a quest or do anything, and I was like, "Can I do this?" The answer was no. It was never. Yeah. You figured something something out. Like that was a massive problem. And and like yesterday, okay, yesterday to get uh, because I needed to get my character. I started a new game in in New Vegas to get my character up to level ten, so I could do the the frontier a DLC thing. And I 
was doing you remember or oris i think the guy in um he's the guy in free side who's like i'm a bodyguard you know like i'll protect mm. you you know he's like a fake bodyguard thing um i did the thing where i like and normally i have a very high intelligence character so like my character is able to figure out oh he's like tricking you because he's like had these guys like you know uh acting like they've been shot and stuff and but this time i had a lower intelligence character and uh but i had uh i was like wait a second like i know this is wrong i bet i can figure this out somehow and i went up to like the bodies to examine them and like i had a high enough medicine to like examine that like they still had a pulse and stuff and i was like this guy's a fucking fake and so like just like every time like whatever the build was like i, I found a new way like for a totally new way to, to do that quest you know and i was like that's so cool there is none of that in this. <laughs> nah, it, it no, just feels really like isn't. sometimes the option is you can save this person or not kill them. You can save yeah. this person or kill them. That mm. felt like it also, was... Also, I, I just have to throw out, like, I, I don't know if this was just my own fault, but, like, my my second half of my, my playthrough was, like, wildly overpowered because of one gun, the sniper rifle, Overwatch. Mm. Yeah. That and was so overpowered. Because, like, I, I, I hadn't really upgraded many of my guns until then because I was like, I don't really <clears> think <throat> I want to stick with any of these. I don't want to waste my resources. And so I, I had enough to upgrade Overwatch right when I got it, and I did. And at that point, like, it just became a ruthless killing machine. Like, every every cyber psycho I fought, I headshotted in one shot, they died. Mm. Like, See, I, then, I had that with the golden base fallback you can get while you're doing the quest where you help Johnny get the band back together. You know, okay. when you go to someone's house and it's mm -hmm. the guy who smashed through and filled the pool with concrete. Yeah, The golden base fallback she has, she throws it into the pool and then you can pick it up and it's like insanely powerful compared oh. to half the melee weapons I found. Oh. So I use that for quite a lot of fights. Nice. And then I think I got Johnny's pistol. Yeah. And just used that. So it was just a base battle pistol for most of the game with me. I, very effective. I was I was also a, a big fan of uh, of Overwatch, and I used it probably almost to excess. I, I it although it did get to a point where you know I got it up to legendary. I was potting people left and right, and it yes, it was overpowered, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, let's try something different. You know, uh, that was also about the time I started using a system reset on Cyber Psychos. Uh, and and that is very much the I win button. Uh, you, you don't you don't have to kill them. You just win. turn them off. Yeah. Uh, also, like when I fought Adam Smasher when I did my second ending to do the Arasaka ending, like and I, I fought Adam Smasher, he um, sort of glitched in in so that his foot got stuck on a a, a part of the wall that was like kind of jutting out, and he was like, "I'm gonna come for you." Right, and he was stuck there, and so I was able to just shoot him with the Overwatch gun, and like after like nine or ten headshots, he was just dead. <laughs> and like, yeah, that fight really wasn't too hard. Yeah. Also, it was really ruined for me by the fact that Rogue fucking T posed right before she died. I was no. like, oh, <laughs> just like she, she was like, yeah, she was like in his arm, just like, just like not again. I, I suffered through I, Jackie's I genuinely. Jesse. I with all the T posing I saw in the bugs and stuff, I did not have a single T pose the entire really? game. I have to say, My I, I only had I only had it sometimes, and I would notice characters that were driving with T pose, or a couple of times when I was walking into that club where Rogue is. Sometimes, yeah. like the guys yeah. outside of it would just be T posing. Mm. Yeah, otherwise oh, I didn't see too much of it. Sometimes I'd see my character's shadow, and it would be T posing, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I've been doing that the whole time, and I didn't realize. 
Uh, yeah, it's um, like I said, like I have a lot of things I like, and I, I also will say, like I didn't, I didn't do like many of the side quests. I did, I did a good number, but like I was saving some because, like, I, I really do want to come back and try this game again after like, maybe at the end of the year when those are definitely yeah. church bells. I know. It's, it's just, do your clocks not sound like this? No. What? Listen, no. I agree. I'm also English. My alarm clocks do not sound like that. Do they not? Why do you have alarms set for every 15 minutes? I don't have a of them. It's not an alarm. It's just a normal clock that goes up every 15 minutes. Um, this yeah. is what I get for filming in my living room. That was a mistake. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, like, I, I didn't do all the, the content because, like, I know they're adding some free DLC stuff and things like that. And um, so I wanted to kind of come back after it's been fixed. And because I only spent, like, 30 hours on this playthrough, which is, like, what a lot a lot of people said like okay that's kind of like if you if you play like the average way and you like kind of follow the main story do a side quest here and there as you come upon them about 30 hours so like i was like yeah there's a lot more to do in this but i want to do it when the game's in maybe a little better shape so i'm mm -hmm. i'm holding off on it maybe i'll come back to it at the end of this year once this stuff comes in i'm i'm giving it about 6 months or so uh yeah. I mm -hmm. think, you know i figure by then the two Big patches that CD Projekt Red is promising will should be out, yeah, uh, and they should have probably smaller, you know, some smaller fixes taking care of the stuff that the big stuff, the big patches missed. The, there will be the free DLCs. I'm actually not expecting a whole hell of a lot out of those. Yeah, because <laughs> the thing is, like when when The Witcher Three, when they said like the word DLC, what they meant is here's a new haircut. Or, I mean, yeah, I would take that right now. And occasionally, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you I'm can't just hoping yeah. for like a proper new game plus. Yeah. So I can just That'd carry be cool. over like all I would go for that for sure. If I would like if they mm -hmm. give a proper new game plus and the game's patched and fixed up, I'll probably play it through again. Because I, I, yeah. I did really enjoy just doing a lot of the gigs and the side stuff. I could get lost in that for a while and just mm -hmm. ignore the main story. And mm -hmm. if it's not, not as bad, like it, I mostly just had. I, I didn't have too many bugs playing on PC, but I did have some up and down performance issues. I won't claim I've got the strongest of computers, but I felt like I at least had enough to play it at re regular settings. But I noticed frame drops sometimes. I yeah, I I do have the strongest computer in the world, and for me, the like I, I had to spend so much time trying to optimize this game to run right because like it was just like not going. Uh, I like for reference, like I I was like running like Assassin's Creed valhalla at you know at high settings at 60 fps and like it was fine and then trying to get cyberpunk on on high settings to like meet like 60 was very difficult after adjusting a ton of settings and like reading forums and people were trying out stuff like that like people found like the right combination of settings to make it run right and, and like actually being used <laughs> Yeah, like the that that was fixed in the hot fix too, apparently. But um, yeah, like initially, like it wasn't using all of your video RAM, and like it's ridiculous. But I I, I finally got it, and once it did run well, like I will also say, like did you, you did you, I guess you didn't play with ray tracing, right, Luke? Since no, you, I don't have a ray tracing yeah. card. I have a ray tracing card, and like the ray tracing, like actually kind of looked not it looked kind of worse than the regular lighting, like. I think the the lighting in the base game like looks quite beautiful and it, it, does. it works yeah. really well to like for me at least it did and mm. turning on ray tracing created a lot of weird glares and stuff like that and uh, honestly I just had was better turning it off but 
there's some parts of the city where your frame rate drops like dramatically so and bad some yeah. parts where it's like butter smooth and i've noticed it's pretty much it's pretty much smooth the whole time you're doing the main story and then like the minute you try to just do anything else it's like i i lose like at least 10 frames per second like going anywhere else yeah that was my my biggest growth as well because i spent a lot of time exploring night city and if you went into a place that was quite uh with like a lot of uh, npcs it would be so slow i never had a crash but it was just so painfully slow and also the menus would take so long to load um i would you know trying to open my inventory and that would take five seconds to load um trying to change radio station could take up to 10 seconds just and it doesn't sound like a lot but adding that over time like a when you're you know because i played for this game for 50 hours it really adds up and really annoys you and i think if i wasn't reviewing it i probably would have abandoned it um fairly early on i'm glad i stuck with it um so but that's why i sort of found it hard to recommend when i was writing up my review because it's it's good if you power through it but also i can't blame anyone who couldn't power through it and that is essentially my views on cyberpunk 2077 right now if you want a good average maybe in a slightly above average game absolutely go for it it's got a really good story if you don't like the characters there's probably not a lot for you here it's not going to mm. win any awards for its combat. It's not going to win any awards for anything else. I hope it doesn't win any awards for anything else. <laughs> Actually, that was going to be my last point. Do we think this deserves a Game of the Year nomination? No. <laughs> I think there's plenty of stuff already announced, like Hitman 3, Resident Evil 8, that already could be Game of the Year contenders. Pokemon Snap, stuff. genuinely, like not even a joke, should be in there. Um we got like yeah, Deathloop, Horizon Forbidden West, probably yes, Breath of the Wild too. Like uh, all this, all this stuff is coming out. Like, no, I don't think this will be in the conversation for anything really. Uh, I mean, like, I, I think you could probably make an argument for best narrative, but like outside of that, I, I genuinely don't think there's anything to fight for in this game. For maybe, maybe best soundtrack. Oh, actually, soundtrack is banging. I totally, yeah. <clears throat> that totally slipped my mind. You were right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I would I would definitely have that in the conversation for best soundtrack for sure. Oh god, the soundtrack when you're in combat is so good. It, it really is. gets I loved, you pumped I, up. I loved messing with the radio when I was driving around and like finding which radio station I liked and like to fit the mood, you know. Mm. And I, that was great. They had such a different selection of them. Like you can get some kind of like club sounds, you could go like full like thrash metal, you could get like some more synth wave stuff, you know. It was really good. Yeah, I think game of the year wise, I think it will get a I think it will get a it will be thrown a nomination for game of the year when we're no, out of obligation. I think no, I think it will out of obligation. Um, or the most. at this point, the obligation is to not do that though. Like, <laughs> you, you, if, you, if you, if you're, I'm not you're, saying I agree with it. I'm not saying if I. If your agree journal, with it. if your journal genuinely said, "Oh, Cyberpunk 2077 might be game of the year," you would be fucking discredited for the rest of time. Like you would. Um, so. <laughs> he's oh i mean well that yeah that that panel is a bunch of journals though i mean it's not him he doesn't make any decisions i fit so i would make a, a point for narrative performance it, it depends on what other performances we get but yeah i mean like, Reeves, he he was having a good time like you said exactly, he, yeah he was it's, he wasn't, and there were some lines that I thought he just delivered so, so wrong. I mean, particularly with the flashback scenes, I just felt like he didn't know what sort of tone to set for them. 
and yeah. it was just so off. Maybe that was on purpose. <clears throat> I don't know. But... I, I think that falls more on the director mm. necessarily than any than the actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, I'm not gonna blame him for yeah. that. No, um, definitely narrative, definitely soundtrack. Um, I really can't think of anything else. Um, I yeah. I personally really liked it. But me personally, really liking it, I don't think that's the same. Thing yeah, like is, if so. I, overall, like I said, like if I had to stick a number on it, I think an eight feels right to me. Mm. Um, I'd go with like, like seven, I think. Yeah, so around yeah. there. Um, it, I would have to go with a six, and that I'd even that's a, a, a six or a seven for it. I can imagine if I had to. Yeah, like I, I think also I once I found out that like I didn't that the open world stuff didn't have a lot to offer i didn't push it and i was just like i'm just gonna let myself have a good time you know i was like mm-hmm. there's nothing to find here that's okay i'll be over here <laughs> yeah um this is like a melancholic note to leave on isn't it it's so, very yeah. cyberpunk isn't it though? it is this is a very cyberpunk episode so yeah forget it re it's night city <laughs> so yeah yeah, anyone else got any final thoughts on the game that they're just itching to get out? <laughs> um, I think that... What's I going to say? In, you oh. know... Oh, oh we, oh, we wow. lost Luke. Luke. Luke just said he's not even... He doesn't yeah. have anything. That's, that's his thoughts on the game is I want to stop talking about it now. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would say like uh, my last thoughts are I think that it, buried in here somewhere was like a really good game. I genuinely think this would have been a much better game had it been more mission-based with smaller open worlds. Like, if if that makes sense, like, oh, between this mission and this mission, you have you can you have this part of Night City to explore, and they can make it a little more focused and like a little more directed. Um, but uh, I mean, outside of that, like th- this game is going to live in infamy. It's just like one of the worst launches ever. And it is what it is. I mean, they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they absolutely do. Just for, yeah, I was saying, what was Luke saying? Luke just said bugger. So, yeah. oh no, no you said bugger. Sound, that does you sound like him. Yeah. No. I was about to say, that does sound like him. <laughs> I, saw, I saw bugger and I just I assumed that the Brits sure. said it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, um, I guess we'll just have to finish up quickly without Luke. Um, so, Luke. yeah, do, do you want to just Axel? You got any? You got any final thoughts on yeah. Cyberpunk? Uh, final thoughts. It. I. There's part of me that thinks this game should not be considered, you know, canon as such for for the tabletop game. It as a really interesting side story, maybe as a potential alternate future, okay. But it's not the end all be all entry in the genre. It's not the best possible game that could have come about from the tabletop game. And you know, like Nero said, it it could have been so much better. You you know, you can almost sense the spots where it could have been a better game and mm-hmm. you wonder why didn't they make that game i yeah I, I think it's all it all comes back to them having literally no idea what game they were making right yeah. up to the point that they pushed <laughs> it out yeah yeah um i guess i feel much the same i'm i'm, I'm irritated that it's even called cyberpunk 2077 because i think it's disappointing if this is represent this is going to be the biggest thing to happen to cyberpunk in a decade you know yeah, it, it, i don't want this to be seen as the genre because it 
barely even touched i think the potential for a cyberpunk game it is it is kind of sad because like the only other tentpole work of cyberpunk fiction in the last 10 years has maybe been blade runner 2049 like outside of that people have on the grand stage like you know for the general public kind of not been too into it anymore like creating content for that genre so maybe someone will think of something cool if you want to play a better cyberpunk game go play astral chain please <laughs> actually axel that. didn't you write uh, the thing like for like 10 better cyberpunk games to i play? did write 10 better cyberpunk you know list for 10 better cyberpunk games and uh astral chain is not among them i'm afraid but, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm terribly sorry that was one of my favorite games from 2019 so i do recommend it but all right um yeah, yeah i guess angry? um I guess, yeah, like I said, if you haven't played it and for some reason watched a spoiler at all, do check it out. It, you might maybe like the characters, maybe. Give that a go. Um, I liked it because my expectations were nothing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go and play it right after we're done filming. And, um, and be so sad. I think, yeah, be sad and do the Nomad ending and see if that's any better. Overall, I think this is a tonal shit show um, with glimpses of something really good um, mm -hmm. but the problem is with tone is once you fuck that up once it's so glaring um, and it's hard to come back from that. I can almost forgive the glitches but yeah. I can't forgive the fact the... that the narrative team clearly were being told to change it all the time or were themselves changing it the... all the time just the thematic dissonance between like mm. what the main story was supposed to be about and then like literally anything you do in the game gameplay wise is astonishing <laughs> It is. So um, overall, it is after the better part of a decade of hype, after Keanu Reeves himself giving us, making us all have meltdowns, this is just a, it's, this is a good video game. And that's the kindest thing I can say about it. But there, yeah. there, but I think it's how I there said There are it so many yeah. better ones to play. Like It's like, it's like I said in yeah. my re review, this is a good video game. But there are many good video games out there. It, this it's not anything <laughs> special, you know. Yeah. We we get plenty of good video games every year, and I'm glad it exists. I'm glad I had fun with it. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm gonna sound like a parent. I'm not angry. I'm just I'm just disappointed. CD Projekt right. Red, you know. I'm just My son, CD Projekt Red, who <laughs> abused his employees. Yeah. <laughs> we all make mistakes, you know. But for real, CD Projekt Red, please don't do that again, please. <laughs> it doesn't work. Okay forcing your employees to be glued to their desk for a decade it didn't make a good video game so maybe without, try something your else desk without a plan actually like, i do yeah. have one question quickly like <laughs> i mean we all know the infamous the infamous shigeru miyamoto quote about mm. games being delayed like that quote, yeah. is this and like is this is this a question like we need to ask like is a game better off being delayed like 100 percent of the time it doesn't seem uh. like it doesn't, only, I don't if know. There's a, only if there's a reason behind the delay and not holy yeah. shit, we need to throw something. Holy shit, at we this. didn't make a video game. <laughs> we didn't make a video game. Here, have have six months to make a video game. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the biggest example of what because and I don't want to go on too much longer. I want to get towards the end, but um, <clears throat> the development of this is fairly similar to the development of um, God. Uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2 in the sense that they kept changing their mind of what they wanted to halfway through development. The mm -hmm. difference here was that, I mean, obviously, like, I'm not going to give Rockstar too much credit because there was a lot of crunch going on there. Mm -hmm. But the difference why it wasn't a shit show was because there were creatives at the helm who knew what they wanted. Yeah. 
um, and they when they made a decision to change something, it was it was a long term change which they then didn't go back on. Um, and this is an example of where that was needed. So please see the Project Red if you've listened to us uh, trash talk you for the better part of an hour. Please have an idea before you make a game. No, I have it, to draw a line. Like if you're if you're in the management of CD Project Red, you can literally eat my butt. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. If you're if you're a manager, leave. Just yeah, <laughs> you do not if, touch if a video game ever again. Yeah. Uh, but if you are a worker <laughs> there who's just trying to make the best game ever and had a big dream about it, I'm so sorry it didn't pan yeah. out. Better luck next time, lads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the devs, you know, guys. I'm, you know, when E3 gets running again, we'll absolutely have a beer in the in the lounge, and it'll be, it'll be cool. Uh, management, find a sword, fall on it, and if you, you know, and repeat several times, please, because you have you you screwed the pooch. This this is not quite. This is not. This is almost not a game. This is an idea for a game. Yeah, this and is. No, this and is nobody pitch. ever got laid trying to make an idea for a game <laughs> do you just want to say for legal reasons that was a metaphor please please don't fall on your swords repeatedly <laughs> <sighs> yeah that's a good way to end it on uh, yeah talking about Bye. this game has made me very tired <laughs> okay um wrapping up now thanks for watching everyone please check out the rest of the stuff on our channel it's very cool and nice we do a podcast every week we do videos whenever there check us out and go to gameluster.com there's some good stuff there too okay. yeah. <laughs> bye guys bye. And we need a catchphrase to sign off of stuff we really do <laughs>